0: Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives, from our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going.
1: This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute.
0: And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. So today, I'm sorry to say that no, we're going to be talking about <laughs> About saying sorry, and uh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't prep more to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're out. That's all we need to say. We're just sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. So, yes. It is a thought that I don't mind saying I'm sorry, but then there there are times, you know, it's always there's a difference. And it sounded like that it's something that you didn't, I didn't actually feel sorry about or something like that. But sometimes there are ones where I'm like, I don't want to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I know I'm in the wrong, but I, mm, I'm i not. But yes, there are moments, man, I just saying sorry and saying I admit to what I did was wrong. I acknowledge it and I'm here to say it.
1: Yeah, it's hard for a lot of people. I mean, I think what's interesting is there's the way in which... And I'm sure our social scientist listeners who have different ways of categorizing these different types of concessions of wrongdoing, whatever it might be, the different levels and the different phases of kind of recognizing that. I mean, I think that what we're seeing a lot, I think, are we seeing it more than we usually are? I don't know. But given the kind of moment of reckoning that we're in right now with the pandemic,
0: with... Yeah. Realizing our privilege, realizing the wrongs that have been living with us, man, Yes, we should say we're sorry.
1: I mean, I think it's just given the impact
0: of what we're seeing,
1: right? So it's like when you say you're sorry, not in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? And you're like, oh, sorry, I went to the store (laughs) that time and forgot the peanut butter is different than sorry, my mask fell under my nose. And I'm sorry to make the rest of my family nervous that like there might be some Right. Horrible consequence. And then, you know, and I think not to be super downer about it, but it also, like, I think it's how do you say you're sorry when we're at this point in time where we have something like Jacob Blake, which just happened. And there's just this kind of consistent, like, how could we possibly say sorry enough as a society, as a country, having not faced this reality again and again and again and again and again and again and again? again.
0: Yeah. Sorry without action, without acknowledging the wrong that happened, but also how will the sorry change my behavior as the person saying sorry? Because there is that version of sorry, and they often label women with it that we're always doing things like apologizing. As a normal, oh, sorry about that. Like, can we put that aside? Because, oh, just stop doing it. (laughs) I just don't know what else to tell you. Don't go into the conversation saying, sorry, you have a right to be there, you know? I do it all
1: the time. And it's not even that I'm doing it about something important. Like, I do it about... Like I'll be passing somebody in Well, I I'm particularly yeah. now when I'm navigating a store, I keep, apparently I've got a lot to say about a store, but like, you know, you've got your mask on, you're trying to avoid it, and I will say, sorry, like 300 times. Sorry. I'm sorry. And it's not <laughs> like, and I'm just like, why have I said sorry so many times? And it's, you know, I think there's a different way when you hear a woman in a professional context saying sorry so much you know, you really do just want to be like, hey, hang on, <laughs> like,
0: stop that, Like, that's, you're undermining yourself right. there. but there's a deeper speaking at, about, like, sorry's at work. I had an occasion with someone, especially, they were going through very stressful times at various jobs, always. All the stuff that seemed so important at the time, mm-hmm. I get it. We certainly have better context for things right. right now. But we had come to Audible Blows in a meeting, and the person that I was in conflict with came to me Afterwards, and we talked it out. And then I don't even know if we said we were sorry, but I always said it was kind of a hug it out kind of guy thing. Yeah. And I think about that all the time because she was right to come to me and do that. And she was bold. She's not my favorite person in the world, but we worked together for a long time. And to come and say, let's clear the air here. And not even so much about saying sorry, but about being on the same level. And I like recognizing the problem. Yeah, was really good, and and I probably did say I was sorry at the time because I don't think I yelled, but called on the carpet for right. stuff so in front of other people. You know, that was probably I needed to file down that sharp edge a little bit. So right. you know, it's a sense of humility I think for these moments. So I think it's always a reminder to ourselves to be put ourselves in other people's shoes. Yeah, at some point. It's a delicate balance, isn't it? It's a balance between being humble, being cognizant of the other person, but also standing up for yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> so yeah. figure
1: that out. <laughs> it's Yeah, there's so many domains and it's like, when is sorry, when is it a time that it kind of compromises your authority in a situation? When right. is it not nearly enough of what you should be saying in a situation, right? Like, you know, where it's yeah. kind of where it, it falls short of conveying the message on the level that it should, right? Yes. And I think I was part of a conversation recently, we were talking about the movie, The 13th. Did you see the movie, The yep. 13th? Yep. And people were talking about, you know, there was a lot of, we had both, you know, people of color and white, People on the call, and there were a lot of like really open, kind of generic apologies for like, "Wow, I'm really sorry that 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 happened." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like the whole movement happened, and it it was interesting. Like, I think that
0: it was like, "Geez, I'm sorry (laughs) about slavery." You know, I mean,
1: it was like it was done in a way that I think was in, you know, obviously people were like. Obviously, but people were not trying to be like, "Hey, sorry about yeah. like, hundreds of years." Yeah, <laughs> I think it was interesting. Like these, with any scientific background, like what kinds of apologies, like right. tend to really hit the mark versus what don't and what feels too generic. But like, I think you know, one of the things that people just kept saying, like, "I'm sorry," yeah, just I'm sorry yeah. that you've had this experience. And and one of the things that I thought was kind of got under my skin somehow in watching the movie, and I don't. I mean, everything got under my skin about watching that movie. Yeah. The idea that we have to see images of... Mm. And that's been actually going on. Um, that's been a meme that I've seen a lot this week. Like, you don't need to see another image of someone yeah. killed to move to action. Right. And, you know, one of the things that that movie talked about a lot was, like, there have obviously been so many... You know, it's not that George Floyd... It's not that everything that's... And Breonna Taylor and all of the murders that happened this summer like oh well we haven't had any in a while it's just what was in the public media yeah. right and right. like how central was that to our sort of national conversation and then how did that lead yep. people to action and i think the question is like what i was sort of feeling particularly sorry about in the debrief that we had about that was like i'm furious that like we have to have these constant reminders yeah of reasons we should do things differently like i mean and it's yeah. like we I, just have I, a visual reminder to be like oh wait right. i forgot people are dying and horribly like they're being murdered
0: in the streets it's somehow transactional i think i, I don't it, in a weird way like oh i see an image so now i'll be sorry yeah you see it in business like you know now something terrible's happened now i'll i'll say sorry And I was just listening to something where there was a reference to Jimmy Carter Mm -hmm. and he was talking about the rescue attempt for the Iranian hostages that had gone wrong Mm. and that he got up and he said, you know, the buck stops with me. And I apologize for this. And it's on my watch that these military people were put into harms, and that they didn't come home. And I think a lot of the chatter about Jimmy Carter when he was in office was, uh, you know, he's Mr. Malaise. And, you know, what was the thing about like looking... He had looked at other women with lust in his heart and it just, I don't know, you know, poor man. And then, but now we look back and I think, oh my gosh, the graciousness to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. We attempted this rescue attempt. It did not go well. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And the statesman-like behavior of that, I don't know, sometimes those sorries, those big sorries take a while to gel that we realize how important they were as leaders, Yeah, you know?
1: No, I think, you know, it is interesting to think about when leaders choose to say they're sorry, what that apology looks like, right? Because sometimes right. people, there will be leaders who will say, who will somehow create a message that is intended to be apologetic, but like you don't really know what you heard at the end. Yeah. Instead of saying, I am sorry this is happening. It's like, well, we're at a new day and a new dawn and a new and it's like, yeah, what you're telling us is that you're closing the business. Apologize, right? Like, I think what I wonder about is, you know, at this point in time, when we are living, we're just finishing these two major, the Democratic and the Republican conventions, the two major political conventions, like, what are they called politics? (laughs) Just like, (laughs) Who can apologize and who can't? And how, what do apologies look like right now? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, ooh, who could she be talking about? But I think, like, you know, it's crazy that we've come to a political life where we come to a point in our world where, like, apologies are kind of like, it's so hard to get to them from, you know, we're just never going to see it from Trump. Like, we're just never going to see right. an apology ever. Right. And right. so many Republicans are following suit, you know, not all of them by any means, but you're seeing this kind of this reluctance to just even say you're sorry. Whereas we're seeing definitely like there is a certain part of the conversation where like sorry's coming up a lot more. Like there's a yeah. you know, there's definitely it's interesting. You know,
0: I used to say when I was uh it started when I was an education reporter and I had a lot of school districts that I covered. Yes. And this is terrible, but if someone is going to do something bad with children where would they work? It's going to be a school. And so it's terrible to think, but if it happens, please don't deny and procrastinate and turn every, every new superintendent. And it's not just about, you know, like children, but also like, oh, you know, there'll be people it, I just, cause I covered schools. It could have been fire departments or what, you know, I don't know. But anytime there's going to be a bad story of it, either about money or a crime or sexual harassment or whatever, get ahead of it investigate the problem, go be transparent about it and say what you're going to do to make sure this doesn't happen again. And take a two-day story and keep it a two-day story and don't make it a two-week story because it's not going to go away. That, yeah. I think with this, I would counsel those of any party that are getting in trouble or they misspoke or they said something, get it, investigate it, get ahead of it, figure out how this won't happen again, and then present it and take your lumps because. Boy, these stories don't go away. The minute they catch fire, and rightfully so, or because, I don't know, it's a zeitgeist and everybody got into it, or it's a real freaking story and people want to know what the resolution is. And you have to be concrete about it and say, this is what happened. This is, especially with our public servants, public is in the name. You yeah. know, we want, you are serving us, you know, my tax dollars are paying right. you. It's true. And so we yeah. want to know. So, yeah. And also in private business, my consumer dollars are paying your salary. Yeah. And so yeah, I need you to be ahead of this, which I've been reading, there's a very interesting story, which I guess it's, uh, I'm thinking of sorry in the terms of transparency, about employers cracking down on employees talking about COVID cases. And that's not going to be cool. That is a bag of snakes. You're not going to be able to keep the snakes in the bag, man. You're going to have to say sorry. If there was a problem with protocol and that the employees were working too close together, they weren't wearing masks, you're going to have to say it. Because yeah. it's going to get out. Can you do that many NDAs? No, oh. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, and forced arbitration and try to—I don't know—you'll be locked up in these cases forever. But I think you need to get ahead of it, and I think that you need to make real change. I think that's the answer. With that's why the sorry when you, when you're walking around the store, and I do the same thing. You, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's oh, sorry don't mean anything, right? It's a verbal crutch that we're using. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the sorry that means more in that situation is, oh my gosh, I realized I had pulled my mask down to like sip my coffee and I forgot to put it up. I'm sorry, I'm putting my mask back up. Yeah, in you know, that small yeah. way, I recognized I had made a mistake. I'm fixing my mistake. And I'm doing it in front of you. Yeah. That's what true and I do humbly apologize. Let me step away. You know, like just thinking about our mask. Those are what sorries really are. And I think it's of respect. Thing too i've never had i say like i would say 80 percent of the time i don't mind saying sorry at all you know i don't I, if i did wrong no right and it's painful right it's painful right. to say sorry i don't mind it but that's it i reserve the right to have like 15 20 of those sorries i don't want to do
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know what what's kind of interesting as i think about it and i, I wonder where we find information about this but like thinking about like who's wearing their mask, like, have we ever had a moment in time where uh, I was reading about the fact that like, we have these huge macro stressors, right? We've got the pandemic, we've got racial injustice, we've got riots, we've got okay, we have too many macro stressors, right? We have I mean, it, it just never. Yes, ends. And-, yes, <laughs> and we have these micro stressors, which are like, okay, as a result of this pandemic, yeah. like, well, which store do I go to is the line, you know, do they really do social yep. distancing at that? So there's all these tiny, tiny choices. Like, that cast right. from this big choice. But has there ever been a time in history where you can so easily and visibly see whether someone is kind of abiding by the social contract right. or
0: not other than like people catcalling you on the street you know
1: right. there are like you know, smoking on a plane in 1980. Right. Like I just, I'm just trying to figure out, like I was in the Barnes and Noble and I saw my kids really wanted books. And you know, I mean, people could judge me for that and be like, why did you go to Barnes and Noble? i yep. like, we went and my, I got my kids some books and there were two people there. Everybody's, you know, was very socially distanced. We're wearing, everybody's wearing our masks da, 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 in the whole store, except for these two who put the mask underneath their nose, like right above their mouth. Ugh. And I, like, if I saw those two people in a non-pandemic world,
0: like, whatever that you is. Would, you wouldn't know their disregard, their no, level No, of-
1: I wouldn't <laughs> know that. And I think, no. like, we're getting to that point. And it's interesting. Like, I lived in Israel during the disengagement from the occupied territory. So there was the move out of Gaza. And, and what was interesting was, so that was all going on. And I knew where I was on the political spectrum. But everybody who wasn't where I was was wearing bright orange. <laughs> so literally. It was like Ooh. a color war. And by by wearing orange you were saying I am against this disengage. And so oh. every interaction that you had with somebody on a bus, outside, like if they saw you were you know, really, truly, yeah. there was a whole movement of people wearing orange and then people who weren't, right? And so I think what's interesting is like, not only like, are we at this time where there's so much to apologize for, but we've never been in a moment quite so pronounced what people's affiliation choices, levels of accountability and responsibility to the rest of us in this society,
0: like... And that what we really want is for them to say sorry. Yeah. Right. I, right. I mean, like I all of this, I've been thinking about myself because of course I'm narcissistic and, you know, self-centered. Yeah. But right, I yeah. like, I, isn't that like, as you're walking down the street and you see the three people not wearing a mask or it's under their chin or wearing orange or wearing some sort of saying on their shirt and you're like, what? It's like, you're radiating this need. Like, please say you're sorry for that. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, like you would never say it, but isn't that like, please say you're sorry for having such a a stupid worldview.
1: <laughs> I know. But it, but I actually I'm thinking about it like I was taking a walk around this kind of like wooded area where I'm at right now. And I was walking around. There was barely anybody there. It was like a path. And I didn't have a mask on at the time. It was like one of those 90 degree days. Ooh, and I yep. had it. And you know, these two kids came out of nowhere. Like teenagers, yeah, yep. because I'm Super old, and they were like, you know, you need to wear your mask. <gasps> and really I, them? yeah, I should have been like, you know what, right? You're sorry. Like, you know yep. what, right? You know what? Yep. You're right. I'm sorry. But I was just like, okay, okay, put my mask on. But it's interesting. I mean, I feel like it's not just about saying sorry; it's about willing to,
0: yeah, just it, being willing to kind of respond in yeah, that moment, yeah, and and take action for it. I think yeah. that's yeah. Sorry is just a word if there's yeah. no action tied. It to it. There's no emotion. There's no, it's just a word, you know? So yeah. So I'm sorry to say we've come to the end. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. If you'll look below this episode description, you'll find links to everything we discussed today and visit us anytime on thebreadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, offer feedback, share your own telling someone your sorry story. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe
1: to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about The Breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week,